Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way shape or form it's you better you bet presented by betmgm the tremendous football thursday edition of you better you bet rolls on nick costos ken barkley and you here with us on the betql network we had three great guests joining us last hour on the show it's just uh Yours truly and Ken Barkley here for the remaining two hours of the program. And over the course of those next two hours, we will get to Bill Belichick out in New England, Nick Saban out in Alabama, Pete Carroll out in Seattle, Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee, and all the the betting impacts of those moves. Like, who's the next head coach of all these teams going to be? We will talk about all of that as we move along. We'll give you all our bets for tonight as well in the NBA, the NHL. We'll find out if our guy Tyler Morales has any college basketball plays, so we look forward to that. But this hour is going to be all about Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh, Ken and I were off the last couple days. That's because we'll be working both Saturday and Sunday morning. Countdown to kickoff shows to get you set to bet and win Super Wild Card Weekend. Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Time. It'll replay over the course of the day on a bunch of Odyssey stations. Jason Locke and Fora will join us. We look forward to that. So 8 to 10 a.m. on Sunday. And then Sunday morning, we are on at a different time than usual. This will be 10 a.m. to noon this Sunday, and then we will return to our 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. time slot for Divisional Sunday and Championship Sunday in the National Football League and Super Bowl Sunday as well, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. But uh, we haven't been on since Monday, so there's a lot to talk about. We've had movements and sides and totals. We've got updated injury information. We've got updated weather reports. So much good stuff here. Let's get to all of it right now with this edition, Jake, of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. It hits different on the Thursday before Super Wild Card Weekends. In the NFL, can we begin 
our Super Wild Card Weekend betting sojourn as I look to set the North American record for most time saying Super Wild Card Weekend in a four-hour time frame. Wait till tomorrow's show. Uh, in Houston with the Browns and the Texans. Uh, so when we left off on Monday, Cleveland was about a three-point favorite right in this game in between two and a half and three, a juiced two and a half. The total was about 44. Um, I will just give quick injury updates here, and then we can get to the movement and kind of like what we think about the game. So Rob Pozzola mentioned it in the last segment, and I guess like it's kind of up in the air. Uh, Denzel Ward limited in practice today for the Browns, their number one cornerback, with a new knee injury. Worth noting, Ian Rappaport of NFL Media tweeted that sources told him that Ward is okay, which I take to mean that Ward's going to play in the game on Saturday, but we'll obviously have to wait and see. Uh, looks murky for Noah Brown for the Houston Texans. We kind of like await their their final injury report heading into Saturday. Will Anderson did not practice either of the first two days for the Houston Texans this week. Remember, it's a Saturday game, so the time frame is a little different for, uh, for practice schedules for the teams playing on Saturday. So we'll bring you information if and when we get it. Can and where do we stand right now? And any updated thoughts for you since Monday? Uh, lay it all out for us, please, for the Browns and the Texans in the AFC South Memorial time slot, 4.30 on Saturday. Right. Uh, I, this game might end up being a lot better than, than maybe some of the games we got in that time slot historically. We didn't always have bad ones, but, you know, you weren't like that excited to, tur- to turn the game on. Pretty excited to watch this game. We'll see if it ends up being competitive or close. Uh, the movement in this game since the last time we talked, which was Monday, it's a little bit of interest in Houston, which... I find kind of interesting. Now, do you want to tie that directly? As, as I think Rob kind of like hinted at this in his answer in the last segment, just that like the Denzel Ward injury like kind of caused this. I, I can't say that with any kind of certainty. Um, typically, injury reports during the week are what drive line movement. And this would be an example of an, an injury report thing maybe causing some line movement. So Cleveland was two and a half, but it wasn't just that they were two and a half. They were two and a half and like seemed destined to go to three in the game. Like I really thought, that we were going to end up at Cleveland minus three by the time we got to today in the game. And we're not there. Um, You're writing some Houston stuff for practice too. Like the injury stuff can be kind of what guides the line movement here. And that's fine. Uh, The total 44 and a half got bet up earlier in the week, but I don't think it's changed since Monday. Uh, Updated thoughts on the game. Uh, Just the more I think about the game, the more I like Cleveland and uh, we'll probably end up with some kind of bet on them in the game. It just feels this will be, this isn't the only reason I like them. There's a lot of other things, but just subjectively, like very macro, I feel like Houston's completely not ready for this in like any way, shape, or form. They're an incredibly young team with an incredibly unproven head coach who like wildly exceeded expectations this year. A lot of that might end up being the quarterback. Um, you know, Colts were able to have a ton of success running against them. Guy catches a fourth and one. The Colts probably are playing in this game. So I just that team like in a a point spread where they have to win against and we'll get to this with the Browns we can do kind of team by team stuff here or like after we do the line movement for the six games over the course of this hour we should probably talk about Cleveland as I just think like a a confusing team for this game and for the rest of the playoffs but can be confusing in a good way like is all that also means they're a team with upside they're probably the only team in the tournament that I don't know what to do with every other team I think I know I at least have my own opinion about what I think they are. Do I want to bet them to do something? What is that? Uh, do I want to fade them? Do I think they can win the Super Bowl? Do I think they can go to the Super Bowl? Cleveland is the one team of the 14. I don't feel like I have good answers to those questions. We can get into some of the why in a little bit, but like them in this game, at least to advance to the next round. 
Um, and uh, Aaron Wilson, who's covered the Texans for a really long time, works for, I think, a local television station now in Houston, uh, tweeted a little while ago, Will Anderson and Noah Brown both at practice today for the Texans, kind of a way to, like, the official designation. But that puts both of those guys, obviously, on track to play in the game on Saturday. It looks like Robert Woods will be back for the Texans as well. Both Brown and Woods missed last Saturday night's playoff clinching victory in Indianapolis against the Colts for C.J. Stroud and the Texans. So maybe, like, that in concordance with, like, the Denzel Ward news kind of, like, got yep. this got this down to two. And I guess we'll kind of see, like, where, where kind of, like, the uh, the point spread goes. Um, we can have, like, a teaser conversation about this game in a second. Um, I kind of went back and forth. And I think, like, these are going to be really fun, like, fascinating convos that you and I have about each game because we haven't been on the air in two days. Like, a lot of time to kind of, like, sit and stew and, like, think about this, this stuff. And, you know, I was kind of thinking about the game that these two teams played um, about a month ago, right? And that the Texans were opened when we thought Shroud was going to play, and he eventually like missed the game with a concussion. Houston opened a favorite in this game, and then like obviously like went the, out the other side. Obviously, once we knew that it was not going to be uh, C.J. Stroud playing, and it turned out to be Case Keenum, obviously playing for the uh, for the Houston Texans. So maybe it's like, oh, are we uh, are we like gone too far here on Cleveland being almost a three point favorite? So I thought about that for a little bit, and I just I keep arriving at like I love Stroud. Like, I love Stroud. He's awesome. How could you not love C.J. Stroud? Like, he played really well in the game against Georgia, obviously, in the playoff game that Ohio State probably should have won that game. More on Ryan Day settling for, like, a 90-yard field goal. Also, like, Mike Vrabel's available. Columbus. Anyone paying attention? Just just saying for the Ohio State Buckeyes. But um, I, I keep landing back here as kind of, Ken, an offshoot of what you were saying with Cleveland's, where, look, like, maybe Flacco just throws, like, four picks in this game. And implodes. And to be fair, since like he left Baltimore, like whether it was in Denver or whether with the Jets, like we we've we've seen that with Flacco, right? He's obviously been nuclear since he went to Cleveland on the on like this string. Maybe it's a game where he turns the ball over a couple times. I think it's more likely that a guy who's been just freaking nails in his career as a postseason quarterback, and I'll remind people, it's over a decade ago. The Browns, uh, the Ravens, excuse me, played the Patriots in back-to-back AFC title games in eleven and t- the eleven and twelve seasons. Lost in eleven because Lee Evans dropped the pass in the end zone and Billy Cundiff missed a field goal at the end, and then they blew them out in twelve. Uh, Flacco outplayed Brady in both those games, which is, does not mean that Flacco is like better than Brady. Obviously, he's not. Just that, like, I know it's over a decade ago, but the guy's been like a ridiculously good postseason performer. Ten and five career in the playoffs. Super Bowl forty-seven MVP, and here's C.J. Stroud making his first start so i maybe can that's like really like low-hanging fruit lowest common denominator type of analysis um also like i don't care suckers because i'm wacko for flacco baby i love the browns in this game uh that two i'll lay cleveland with the two i'll put them in some money line parlays also uh so i think you and i are sharing a brain here ken both of us like the browns to win coming up on saturday against houston yeah, uh, like the over a little bit too, especially if Stroud's going to get a lot more weapons back. And uh, the really interesting thing, like just to talk about Cleveland for a second. So the reason why I said like I can't, I have trouble figuring them out. So to go back to the first hour of the show, if you missed it, it's in podcast. Like the the ability to predict Michigan was by far the most likely college football playoff winner. 
Uh, if we try to apply that methodology to the NFL, we can go through some of the teams later, maybe. Like, there are certain teams that seem to make a lot of sense. Historical criteria, how they played this year, stuff about their quarterback statistically. Like, there's a lot of ways to kind of try to navigate this. And you'll, I think you can come up with, like, a, a pretty short list. You're not going to come up with Michigan, like, one team and that's it the whole year. It's what makes college football different and what made, what made that such a good bet. Like, you're going to come up with the Niners, and you're going to come up with the Cowboys and you're going to come up with the Bills to a certain extent. Like you're going to come up with some teams. Um, you can't narrow it down that much. The reason why Cleveland's really confusing is that the Browns team that's going to play at Houston has really only been in existence for like a month. And in that month, they played incredibly well. They've had a ton of injuries. It's, it's the month of Flacco, essentially. Like if you want to put the Rams game in, that's fine. That was basically his first start and, you know, played well for a certain amount of time and they got trucked in the fourth quarter. It's, it's so new and it hasn't been against like great, great teams either. Like it hasn't been against the best of the best in terms of who they played. And so it's really tough to kind of put your finger on like, what is this going to be in the playoffs when the quality of maybe not in this game, although to be fair, the quality of competition is going up in this game. Stroud on this team is better than the team that they played a month ago. And it's better than all the other teams. Basically they played in that stretch too. So, you know, it's better than the jets and the bears and some of the other opponents that they, the Browns have played. I just don't know how this is going to go. The, the floor for this is that the defense isn't very good on the road. And Flacco, as as great as he has been, and as much as they've thrown the ball, generate explosive plays, also turns the ball over an ungodly amount since he's been the Browns quarterback. And if you do that in a playoff game, you're going to lose a lot of the time. So there's a way that the floor for this is really low. Like, it's actually to just lose this game, even though Stroud and Ryans and Slowick are all super young, and the Texans are this young team that, like, they'll be there eventually, but it's not right now. Like, they can lose the game, but the ceiling is almost, is just as interesting by all like advanced metrics, the Browns are the number one defense in the league. And if you pair that with this four month offense or four month, four game offense of Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper, and we're chucking the ball down the field and we're scoring a lot of points, you pair that defense with this month of offense. And if you had that for the whole year, you generate a 17 game projection, whatever, uh, then they can win the Super Bowl. So it's like, all right. But how real is that? You only got you only got four games, and they weren't a very good four games against four teams. Like that that doesn't. I don't know if that tells you enough to like go bet the Browns to do stuff. But it at least means it's possible. And I, I mean, I can cross off two thirds of the field right now. They're not winning the Super Bowl. I can't say with certainty that I feel that way about the Browns. There's too much mystery involved in most notably like what their offense is going to be, and is it going to look like it did those last four games or not? Um, it's one of the, it's the reason why they're kind of like the only really confusing team for me. Are you, uh, I want to ask you a question. All right. It's an important question. You ready? Oh boy. Are you wacko for Flacco? No, but I knew that was what the question was going to be. That's, that's no, a, I don't, that's a I dis- have... honestly, I'm disappointed in your answer. I'm disappointed in that. No, I'm, uh, but I'm not, uh, I'm not loud for Stroud either. I'm like, okay. I'm, ind- I'm indifferent. You know, I'm just, I, Cleveland, Cleveland with Flacco as the quarterback, Cleveland's better and they're more likely to win this game. A game that will not have a ton of home field advantage versus some of the other games that we're seeing. Um, it just, 
it's just like a bad situation for Houston, honestly. Like, not as bad as going on the road to Buffalo or something, but they, I think they're more likely to lose this game than this number. Tyler writes in the chat. I've seen this also yeah. on Twitter. People, the Stroud's called the Stroud Boys. Stroud it's Boys. Very funny. <laughs> yeah. Very just like, just very ridiculous. Funny. So. It's very, yeah. very as we look funny. forward to another election year, it's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait for it. That, that is very funny, though. Um, so what what about um last piece on this game can be like and we talked about this on Monday and it was well if it goes to three just bet Texans if you like Houston like right now we're at two uh how do we feel about Texans teaser legs if the offensive weapons come back yeah like feel okay about them like I think they're I mean look they the Lone Star by, by the... State Memorial teaser Cowboys and Texans. Were you saying if Texans goes to three bet Houston because that's what you would do? Is that why you said that? No, or that's, just what, that you, was that's what you said. But you said that oh, on Monday, yeah. right? What, what, your, what your advice on Monday was, like, why tease the Texans now? Like, you could, might be able to bet three. It doesn't look like right. that's going to happen now, the number two. Yeah, so now now your only option is to tease them. Uh, do I want to tease rookie quarterback first start in the playoffs? This would be the spot to do it. Home game, uh, getting your offensive weapons back to keep the game close. Uh, against a team that turns it over a little bit. Yeah, it's like it's a pretty good teaser leg, I think. I don't know if it's my favorite one, but I can't really like knock it. I don't really have anything against it right now. I'll tell you what. The last like hour plus of the show has convinced me of one thing. Browns win this game, which I think they will. I'm betting them on the money line no matter where they play coming up in the divisional round. I'm wacko for Flacco. Absolutely okay. can't wait. Coming up next, all the updates, injury, weather, side, and total. Chiefs-Dolphins, Saturday night at Arrowhead.